All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 13 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Brock Segan, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Michael Biebs Bondi. Hey, feels good to uh, hit 13. And Dylan D. Berthing. What's up, Brock? Not much. Uh, light day in the NHL, so it was nice. Still busy, Fun though. For everyone. Yeah, I spent the majority of my morning looking at uh, dogs to adopt, so... It was, I was pretty excited that there was a light day in the NHL because I didn't have and to. And you settled for? Got to drop the adopt. I, yeah, I got a, I didn't get one yet, but I'm looking at this. It's like a golden retriever mixed with a, a German shepherd. It's badass. This lady in Toronto is just like getting rid of it for free because she, she has like too many dogs or too many animals. In, uh... She's crazy cat or sorry, crazy dog lady. So she's just like, you know what? I've been stereotyped. I no longer want to be <laughs> giving away my dogs. Well, she's got nice. she's got like three dogs in an apartment. She's like like if you go, it was that's on a Kijiji or whatever, and it was like one dollar. I'm like, ooh, this seems interesting. It's a beauty, so I'm gonna hit her up for that dog. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we got him here in Windsor real soon. But uh, only tears up a minor amount of furniture, but it's okay. Yeah, that's all right. You know, you gotta you gotta get through that, and then eventually he's just like 12 years old, and he's a beauty. So, how about you? How was your guys' uh, Wednesday? <laughs> Well, we're uh, we're back in school, so uh, so things are things are starting to roll again. Having oh, to, having to use the brain again kind of hurts. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's good Wednesday. The weather's getting super super aggressively cold. I think it was like a minus twelve yesterday or something. So uh, yeah, we're feeling it up here. Uh, doing our podcast in Brantford, so we're all bundled up right now. <laughs> D's got his fireplace going that he wishes he had. Um, and yeah, we're good. Yeah, a lot to be a uh, lot to be excited about though. I mean, NHL's uh, in full swing. Got you know back in school. We got. Oh yeah, Pond DraftKings. Yeah, dra- getting there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of DraftKings, big uh, big championship for me there on the weekend. Pretty excited yeah, you, about that. Uh, I hate to give you props in DraftKings because like I love beating the expert, but you absolutely killed everyone. Nah. Oh, you can't say anything more than good job because he just did what he's supposed to do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he did, but he just killed everyone. Like like normally you expect someone to just pick like a so ridiculous line that could like, compete. <laughs> guy does it for a living. I guess uh, no. I'd smack your butt to that one. Though. That was gold. You did well. <laughs> Appreciate really it. Hopefully one. it continues. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we get some pond hockey here in the future as well. I mean, that's a one benefit of the cold weather is uh, hopefully she starts freezing and we can get it on the pond. But um, I guess we should probably get into fantasy hockey. What do you guys say? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, my team's been doing well, so I want to talk about it. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we got uh, we brought back the Would You Rather segment that we did, I think, back in like episode four or something. Uh, we're classic. Yeah, the classic yeah, Would nice. You Rather. So basically, uh, for the people who don't know what that is, I've got a, um, three players. I'll list three players that are kind of in similar situations or um, maybe str- like they're all struggling or they're all lighting it up or whatever. And I just want you guys to pick the player that you would rather have um, – for the rest of the season, hopefully this will help listeners maybe uh, figure out like who they should they could trade um, and stuff like that. So we'll start it off with a couple of you know preseason studs: uh, John Tavares, Nicholas Backstrom, and Claude Giroux. Uh, Biebs, we'll start with you. Would you rather have JT Backstrom or Giroux for the rest of the season? Yeah, um, well, I'd, I'd like to start by mentioning that that these are very hard this time around. Um, they were extremely hard last time, but one thing that Brock did mention is he went to his midseason order and kind of just chose guys that were super close to each other. So it made it kind of difficult. So for this question, I uh, I definitely struggled, and um, and I looked through the three. I'm gonna end up going with Nicholas Backstrom as my as my guy. Um, but I do have to mention I found a crazy stat about Claude Drew while, while I was looking. He scored uh, 51 points in 19 playoff games in uh, in the queue. What? So just think. Oh. About those numbers that's ridiculous but either way sorry just wanted to mention that found that felt good about it um but yeah i'm gonna go with nicholas backstrom he's uh the the, the two guys uh beside him there both have 30 points at this moment i know it's going forward but backstrom just seems to be rolling that washington team is rolling they're winning i don't see him regressing i can see the other two uh kind of keeping up with their their lower pace maybe picking it up a little bit at, but at the same time i see backstrom just continuing what he's doing so i think he's uh he's the best bet there of course in a typical Nicholas Backstrom style though he's only really going to get you a ton of assists so uh if you're looking for goals maybe maybe go with one of the other two guys but uh, I'm gonna would you rather Nicholas Backstrom so uh on to the next for uh I think D could take this one yeah D who are you going with uh for me uh I think Backstrom you know has kind of performed to what we've expected if not maybe a little bit above that and Tavares yep. and Drew have obviously uh failed to meet expectations so far this year especially from a fantasy perspective um backstrom has been shooting like a whopping 19.1 percent and <laughs> very his, unbackstrom like yeah his production is really dependent on that washington power play which obviously he's a huge part of um but i i, I don't know like it's tough because he definitely has the best players around him but i think Giroux's underlying numbers kind of point to him having a bigger second half uh, his on-ice shooting percentage is just 4.88, so that's uh, like everyone around him when he's on the ice, right? So his teammates have really let him down, and his pos- possession numbers haven't wavered like Tavares's have a little bit. So I'll, I'll go with Claude on this one, uh, basically just because I expect him to have a big second half and like his skill. Yeah, I think that uh, the one reason I kind of put these three all in the same group here is because I think we can probably all agree that we expect all, all of them to have well, a big yeah. second half. I mean, I can't believe Tavares how bad he's been this year. It's uh, I know my dad owns him in, in our fantasy league, and he just loses it every single night. <laughs> like, he's freaking out every time the Islanders play. Because, like, last night they scored five goals. He had one assist. He's like, what's John going on? Tavares is the reason your dad doesn't say goodnight to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to go with Backstrom just because uh, I was on the Washington bandwagon at the start of the year, so I'm not going to jump off it now. They, yeah, they've been unreal. Backstrom's, like you said, uh, extremely is a little high actually really high but um he's not all about the goals really he, he picks up assists like crazy and that's what you that's what you own him for uh Giroux he's shown flashes of being able to score in the past but he's also kind of more of a playmaker and I just like the weapons around Backstrom a lot more so I'm going with Backstrom on this one and we'll move right into the next one we got a couple wingers here uh Corey Perry Artemi Panarin or Patrick Sharp we'll go with you on uh, this one D uh, I definitely appreciate what Sharp and Panarin have been doing this year. Uh, they're both good players, poised to continue. But to me, uh, Corey Perry, you know, this guy's been known to have some absolutely monster second halves. And to me, skill-wise, he's just, like, almost on another level with these guys, at least from what we've seen over the last few years. Um, we definitely know that his goal production, like, even this year, you want to say he's on a down year. I think he's still up to 16 now at this point, and he's showing that, that I mean, that squad in general is showing signs of turning around, but uh yeah for me i just think perry's got the higher ceiling out of the three of these guys so i'm gonna go with him uh Biebs, what about you buddy yeah no i, I definitely agree with d on the on the skill part but um 
it, what 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 I'm choosing is uh, basically what I did on same as Backstrom. It's the players around him, and I'm going to choose Patrick Sharp for this one. I mean, Panarin has absolute beauties around him too, and obviously so does Perry. But uh, with Sharp, he's he's on a 12 game point streak right now. Um, I see him kind of extending that, or at least putting together streaks like that pretty consistently throughout the year. I think he's going to have a career year, and uh, he even came out a couple days ago and said he finally feels like he's found like his first ever or like he's found home again kind of thing. So I th- sorry, not first ever, but home again. So it feels like he's back in Chicago feeling good, playing really good. He has 16 Genos and unlike Backstrom, he'll get you the goals. So uh, for this guy or for this one, I'm going to go with, uh, with Sharp who's, uh, who's, who's playing great. And I think he's going to keep it up. And obviously again, like the last one, they're all going to do well, but he's my guy. Yeah. Uh, Panarin's been great. I was high on him yeah. at the start of the year. Um, he's, I mean, with playing with Kane, it's just been, pretty much just like it's what, impossible not to get points yeah exactly point like it's it's what a way to come into the nhl eh? you come into the nhl throwing on a line with patrick kane and you just almost out of the point per game player yeah but uh, i'm going with perry too um the one thing about the ducks is when you watch them is like they seem like they just play so much more defense than they ever have in the past which i think is really hurting uh their offensive studs like perry and uh Getzlaff. but at least perry's still scoring on like Getzlaff. Getzlaff can't find the back of the net like i I was watching them yeah. play the Wings the other night, and they dropped a stat that Getzlaff hasn't scored an even-strength goal in, like, 53 games. Like, that's insane to me. Like, no, that's I, crazy. But uh, I'm going to go with Perry. I mean, he still had a pretty good first half, and if you had to, like... He scored an absolute gem the other night. Oh, yeah. Against Detroit, he scored a sick backhand, and I was like, oh, that man, was... this is brutal. But I'm going to go with Perry as well. He's just um, a more proven track record. He's a little bit younger than uh, Sharp. And Sharp seems to bounce around that lineup a lot. I mean, if you could guarantee that he's going to play yeah, with uh, Segan and Ben the whole year, then I'd probably go with him. But uh, we'll jump to another one. This one's probably my favorite out of all of them. I've got uh, my, my boy <laughs> Connor McDavid, of course, as well as uh, Alexander Barkov and Logan Couture. Biebs, who would you go with uh, in this one? <laughs> who would have guessed that your favorite would involve Connor McDavid? But um, I, I actually, uh, I kind of enjoyed this one too because I really struggled with it. But um, in the end, and I, I, I had a personal struggle because I had the chance to trade away Logan Couture or Alex Barkov, and I chose Alex Barkov last week. But um, I'm regretting that now because I think it is Alex Barkov. I think he's the best one going forward. Connor McDavid would be, again, if he was healthy, but he's not healthy. So uh, we don't know when he's coming back for sure. They said after the All-Star break, I believe. And uh, and I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm kind of worried about him. Um Obviously, I think McDavid has the most talent, but Barkov also is just coming in, and he's been flying this year. He has uh, 28 points at this point, 12 goals, 16 assists. He's playing first line, uh, first line everything out there in on that absolutely killing it Panthers team. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I didn't go with Logan Couture, um, also because of his injuries, but I realized that Logan Couture hasn't really had that good of a year, I feel like, ever compared to other elite fantasy players. And I thought he did. I mean, his, his uh, best full season, he had 67 points. That's still not elite fantasy numbers. Um, obviously, he's a great player on the ice. But um, I see Barkov becoming an elite fantasy player, and I think this year he could do that if that team keeps going. So uh, Alex Barkov for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one too. Uh, I had Barkov having a big year coming into the season. I never thought he would be as good as he has been right now. Um, he has like points in 10 of his last 13 games. That line's absolutely clicking. I think against when they played against Vancouver, I don't know if they end, ended up getting scored against, but during that winning streak, that line had outscored like the opposition fifteen to nothing. Like they weren't giving up goals, and all they were doing is scoring. Uh, tons of chem with Yager and Huberto. Huberto is one of you know the better passers in the league. So I like Barkov a little more. I think McDavid will probably have a higher point per game than all these guys. But again, he's not going to be back till after the All Star break, so it's tough. What about you, Beebs? Oh, I already answered. Oh, sorry, so, D, sorry, I'll, D. I'll let D take that one. D, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I think you guys are sleeping on Couture a lot here. Um, like, just start of the season, I think a lot of people would have had Couture out of these three, no question, even Absolutely, with yeah. all McDavid's potential. Uh, Barkov, uh, while he has been great this year, for sure, and he's taken strides forward, his plus 104 PDO definitely scares me a little bit. And uh, I think, like, Florida's recent run has really inflated his numbers to a degree. And McDavid, there's just a lot of uh, question marks around his whole situation still. Definitely. Still no clear point in when he's coming back. And then, you know, who's to say, like, how many games it's going to take to really get back into the swing of things like he was producing at when he went out. Uh, and Couture hasn't even moved up the lineup yet, still getting uh, back affiliated with the team, still on the third line right now, back on the top power play unit, though. So I think as he moves up the lineup, gets more minutes, and 
gets his conditioning back up, Couture will outpace these guys the rest of the season. Yeah, the only thing that scared me from Couture is I just, the Sharks are just not very good. I mean, when you look at Couture's numbers, absolutely, 32 goals in 2010, and he followed that up with 31, 21, 23, 27. I mean, those are really, really consistent numbers. I, I like, I obviously had uh, McDavid ranked really high coming in the year, but I, uh, you're right, I had Couture above Barkoff and I think you're right about when you talk about Barkov's recent stretch, obviously inflating numbers, but just San Jose has just struggled to find offense, and that's why he's playing on the third line. They keep talking about, you know, why is Couture on the third line? They're just trying to find offense from anywhere. Like, they're trying to balance out the scoring, but nobody seems to be able to score other than Brent Burns, really. Mm -hmm. I I think if they reunited him with Pavelski, they could see a lot of success there, but like you said, they're trying to spread it out right now. Yeah, Uh, I, I still have faith in the Sharks. They always have good underlying numbers, and the goals always seem to come around for them. Uh, and they've definitely shown in the past to be able to support having multiple legit fantasy players on their roster. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, could do it for you. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on to a couple wingers again here. We've got uh, Andre Pilat, um, who's, you know, had a really tough year with injuries and stuff. But uh, he's back. He scored again last night. Um, James Neal, who's now got a new center in Ryan Johansson, and Yarmer Yager, who's obviously playing on that bark off line. So, D, we'll go back to you. Uh, Palat, Neal, or Yager? Uh, Yager, to me, wasn't even in the question. I'm not trusting his monstrous shooting percentage. I'm pretty sure it's over 20 right now. <laughs> uh, Palat scares me. You know, we haven't seen too much of him, aside from uh, like a year and a half of obviously really good and productive hockey. Playing alongside Stamkos right now is definitely intriguing, but you definitely need the power play time on that squad, and he's not getting it yet. Uh, Neil's the best goal scorer on this list, and now playing alongside Johansson, it's kind of a no-brainer for me here. Biebs? Um, the only reason I didn't touch James Neal is because he just he just can't seem to get back to that form. I don't I, I don't know what what's up. Uh, he can't seem to get back to his Pittsburgh form quite with Nashville. He just seems a little bit slower. Well, he's not playing with Gino Melton. Less. Yeah, well, I know, but, uh, <laughs> well, that's what but now, now yeah. he's got Johansson, right? So Yeah, he does, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Palat. Um I was watching that game last night, and Plot was absolutely dominant out there. Between with him and Stamkos, they look they look disgusting. Um, Plot had three points last night, and uh, I could see him kind of getting back into his uh, his pace like he had last year, where he had sixty three points, and he was kind of on the rise. The guy's only twenty four, like D said, he doesn't have a ton of experience, but I love the guys who have a little bit of experience and have something to prove. And I think he's one of them. I think with that team healthy, they're going to finally start scoring again. Another team where I keep saying finally start scoring, finally start scoring, but. I do think with Tyler Johnson coming back, it just fills out the lineup as a whole, and that, that only helps him too. But um, again, I do think that Yager's just not even in the question here. I think old age is going to catch up to him. Game 63 is going to start to slow down. <laughs> Still going to kill it. But... I had to throw Yager in there just so we could talk about him a little bit. I just, just, it's yeah. I just think it's amazing what that guy's doing at his age. It but is. Um, I wanted to go with Pilat originally just because, he, like he said, you know, Stam Coast. But I think ultimately he's going to find himself on a line with Kucherov and Johnson. The, uh, yeah, those triplets again. will get back together eventually. I do think that team has to start scoring um, eventually. But I'm going to go with James Neal just because, I mean, Pilat is a great player. But, uh, I mean, through two full seasons, he hasn't really proven to be, like, a huge goal scorer. He had 23 goals in 2013-14 and then 16 goals last year. He's more of an assist mm-hmm. guy. Um, and James Neal has potential to be a you know a 30 goal guy especially with Johansson in the middle so I think he's got like 15 or 16 already on the year so how good does that power play look now oh yeah gross oh, yeah. eh Phil Forsberg just they're such a fun team to use in NHL like just Yossi and Weber <laughs> on the back end and then Neil and, and Johansson have, up front I mean Crazy. we're gonna talk about Ellis too but then you have Ellis running like a very formidable second unit like yeah. Ellis is good enough to be the power play defenseman on yeah, absolutely oh i don't not like all teams in the league right now so yeah absolutely and I think you're gonna see if like as, as he gets used to his new team. I think Seth Jones is going to have a, a a nice second half with Columbus. I mean, just plus minus is obviously not going to be there, but like he's, he's the same as Ellis, like somebody that could have been quarterback in a power play for a lot of other teams in NHL. Yeah. But when you're stuck behind Weber and, and Yossi, you don't really get much of a chance. Yeah. Uh, but bef- we'll round out the forwards here with a couple of rookies. Um, we got Jack Eichel, Dylan Larkin, and Max Domi. Um, just speaking of Dylan Larkin, I just want to let our listeners know that the, um, Nations Network just launched, um, as of 15 minutes ago, Wings Nation. So uh, that's pretty exciting. I know I'm going to be writing for them as well, so I'm looking forward to Wings Nation. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. It's the first American team to be represented in the Nations Network. So be sure to keep your eye out for uh, Wings Nation here in the next couple weeks. Uh, but we'll... They'll have a lot of write-ups on Larkin. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll go to you, uh, Biebs, Eichel, Larkin, or Domi. Before I start, can I just make a guess that you're going to choose uh, Dylan Larkin on this one? 
you could make that guess. Okay, well, I won't confirm or deny gonna, until. And I'm gonna let you go. But um, no, um, I'm gonna be quick with this. My guy's Jack Eichel. He's uh, he's he's started to finally show what what I think was coming out of the draft lately with Buffalo. Uh, I know they announced this week that they need someone besides him and Ryan O'Reilly to start scoring goals because they have like. 11 of their last 15 goals between the two guys. And so I don't see them regressing. I need, I think that team could kind of start catching up to them a little bit in their scoring, those two players, obviously. But I think Jack Eichel's the one here. He has 27 points. Um, Domi's just kind of been struggling. Uh, he went 25 games, I believe, without a goal before last night's hat-trick. But, um, again, that was a hat-trick. That was pretty nice. Yeah. But uh, Jack Eichel for me. Uh, D, what about you, buddy? Yeah, um... The, obviously, the main concern with Eichel is his quality of teammates. Like their top six is just ugh, awful. Like, <laughs> hurts the eyes. But um, Vander Kane can't even crack it either. So well, that's a whole other every other night thing there. But I think that's really a testament to Eichel's skill and his hockey sense and just what he's been able to do despite the uh, low, low quality of teammates. He's kind of been dealt to playing with. Uh, I think you could definitely argue both Domi and Larkin have overperformed to this date. Uh, you, you can't really deny their legit NHL talents, but I, I just I'm not buying into their production yet at this point in their career. And Eichel definitely seems like he's starting to settle in and heat up. He's got 15 points in his last 19, dating back to December 1st, and uh, definitely the best underlying numbers of these three. So I'm going to go with Jackie Ikes. Woo! Yeah, the only thing uh, about Eichel is like I think like the Sabers are basically getting ready to kind of like tear things down and you know yeah, jump shipping yeah again. like kind of you know trade some assets i know today they said they were gonna look at trading like tyler ennis and guys like that um so like no i mean his score. already surround you know struggling surrounding cast is gonna be even uh thinner um i mean like i think like i don't when know it, dude like <laughs> I, I don't know, know how much thinner it can get, get dude like he's, lit- get- he's literally like performing it like despite of his team right now. Oh yeah, he's just like out there dominating. Um, he's and like Gergensen's and Reinhardt right now. Yeah, when it comes, hey Reinhardt had a Hattie too the other day. But when it yeah. comes to like like actual hockey, I, I won't deny that Eichel I think is a better uh you know obviously hockey player than Larkin. But I think when it comes down to fantasy, um when <laughs> I, you're looking at a guy right. when you're looking at a guy who's a minus twelve in Eichel and a guy who's like second in the league in the plus twenty two in Larkin, I mean that's oh, a huge oh. fantasy stat. Whether or not whether or not it actually. It like has no that when it fits your argument. <laughs> no, but it is, no, but it is like a yeah. I mean that's that's a huge difference. And when they got the same amount of points, I mean I watched Larkin night in and night out. He's obviously uh, a tremendous talent as well. And it, it just it it was originally it was like okay, is he only doing this because he's playing with like Zetterberg and and stuff? And now he's playing with like Sheehan and and uh, Brad Richards, and he's still putting up points. So it's uh, it's nice to see. I think, like, from a fantasy perspective, I'd rather have Larkin for this year, at least just this season. I mean, if it was a keeper league, I'd rather have Eichel for, like, the future. Um, but for for this season, I think I'd rather just have Larkin. But, I mean, that's probably super biased. So, well, um, <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's definitely still debatable, though. But, yeah. I just think, like, I mean, I know, like, plus minus means nothing. But uh, <laughs> when it comes down to fantasy, I mean, that's a, a different. That could be a difference between a win and a loss, right? So yeah, and it definitely is kind of predictable, like within seasons. Just exactly, yeah. Like if your teams are gonna have better plus minus. Yeah, Eichel's like Eichel's is gonna continue to drop. I mean, he's a minus five in his last four games, so that's just it's ugly. But it's not even his fault at all. It's just that shitty surrounding cast. But uh, we're sticking with the Sabers here, and our boy Rasmus Risto. Risto. Currently injured, Aaron Ekblad, and also also cur- our boy, yeah, also, our, our, also boy. our boy, and also our other boy, <laughs> also <laughs> currently injured, Shane Gostas Bear, the Ghost Bear. So we got Ristolainen, Risto, Ekblad, <laughs> Ekblad, and Gostas Bear. Uh, D, we'll start with you. Which one of these three defensemen would you rather have for the rest of the year? Uh, the Ghost Bear definitely strikes me as more of a flash in the pan. Got that really small sample size right now. Shooting an unsustainable fifteen point six from the back end. Uh, and you know what? I'm not saying Risto's better than Ekblad, but I definitely like his offensive skill and output more. He's produced very well with good underlying numbers on an abysmal squad. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Risto moving forward. Risto! <laughs> Sorry, he's my guy there. So fun to say that guy's name, eh? But yeah. Beebs, who are you going with? Uh, I think we all know. <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to stay away from Risto just because I was like, you know what? We show way too much favoritism towards this guy. And I realized the other night that Aaron Ekblad has a ton of shots, and he's in the triple digits. He just hit 100 and then got injured. He's plus 17. Uh, he has nine goals. I was like, Ekblad's great. But then I look at Risto, and he has 108 shots. So he one-ups Ekblad. He has 28 points. He's 
only a minus eight in Buffalo. He's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Eichel, where he's only going down, but um, he's a, he's a monster out there, and he's getting nightly assists on uh, on all the Jack Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly goals. So I think uh, I'm much like D. I think the ghost is uh, the ghost is gonna waver off and uh, become a ghost and maybe <laughs> fall back to the AHL. He, he has great offensive talent, but I think he just uh, he started off hot and it got it was really intriguing, but I don't think he's gonna keep it up. Kind of uh, the Pareko type. Yeah, I was so just I'm gonna, gonna say Rasmus Ristolainen here. I was just gonna say Pareko, like he came up just ripping it up, and like, yeah. he has like one assist in his last like 15 games. So um, yeah. I'm not touching Goss's bear, but I'm gonna go with Ekblad um, again across the board. He's, he's rock solid, and he really didn't have a great first half. I mean, not what everybody was expecting based off of last year's numbers. Um, as long as he's not too seriously injured right now, which I don't think he is probably just dealing with a little conky um plus his mom is my doctor so i gotta go with ekblad on this one uh not just because she's my doctor but just because he's uh he's a beauty is it, if you don't she's just giving you like a false check yeah exactly <laughs> listen to the podcast bro yeah. she's choosing wrist over my son yeah doesn't work like that eh? but uh yeah for sure but uh staying on the blue line here we've got ryan ellis nick letty or mike green um beebs will go with you Three of guys were not our boys. Um, just to- totally kidding. Um, no, Ryan Ellis is, so is a total boy. beauty. We yeah. went to high school with him, so that counts. That no, you can't um, just say that. There's no way we went to high school. With no, him. we did. He was. I've, I've I've walked through the halls with that guy. He <laughs> was like at our school for his grade 11 and 12 year, and he definitely went a yeah. couple times a month. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even touch that. I just think it's, saying going to high school with him kind of misleads it a little bit. Hey. People don't ask how they, or shit, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. Um, all right, so um, I'm not touching Ellis. I do love him, um, and I love that he comes from Windsor and he reps, reps us hard. But uh, Nick Lighty's my guy here. Um, he's kind of been struggling a bit this year, but I think he's just in the best position for success. With uh, As we talked about, John, John Tavares is going to hopefully have a better second half of the year, same as uh, Kyle Ocposo. So um, Nick Letty's kind of their D-man who's playing first line everything. He's playing first line power play, first line uh, actual pairing. So I see him uh, him doing well. Johnny Boychuk's currently injured, so someone has to uh, take a lot of the points. And Nick Letty's my guy. Mike Green, he's just a giant Band-Aid, so <laughs> that's all i got to say for him. thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, who are you taking out of those three? Uh, definitely Ryan Ellis for me. Uh, he's produced... Uh, like I said, very well in his limited minutes this year, the last couple seasons. Uh, definitely would be uh, in line for top pair of minutes on a lot of other teams in the NHL. Obviously, the Preds love Yossi and Weber together, so I don't see him cracking that top pair anytime soon. But even just with Jones gone, uh, for a team that's offense is really built from the back end, uh, I think Ellis definitely has the biggest ceiling moving forward in this extended role. Yeah, I like Ellis too. Um Letty, the one thing about Letty, I told somebody to pick him up the other day because he was available. He, he's shooting at 1.6% right now, but yeah, he's, he's still, go like, his shot rate's um, still in line with what he's done the last couple of years. So he's, he should find the net a couple more times in the uh, second half here. But once Boychek mm-hmm. gets back, he'll probably be back on the second uh, power play like Ellis is. And I just like uh, Ellis's potential a lot more, especially just because I think the Preds are going to have a big second half. I mean, they, they're still struggling right now, but... Something's got to give there. They're too good of a team, uh, especially now with Johansson. So I'm going to go with Ellis. Uh, and then we'll let's move quickly into Ned. I've got two more questions here about some goalies. We'll get uh, through this quick, and then we'll hit a little blue stones. But first, we'll start with uh, Corey Crawford, Henrik Lundqvist, or Marc-Andre Fleury. D. Uh, goalies are definitely a crapshoot. Uh, these three are not outside of that, <laughs> that rule. But... Uh, to me, like Flurry's just been obviously a little bit too inconsistent over his career, I guess we could say. Still a top caliber goalie on a, probably what will be a good second half team, but it was definitely between Henrik and Crawford. Uh, I'll take Crawford and I'll cite the slightly better team and his consistency for my reasoning. Beebs, I know you drafted uh, Lundqvist in our second half pool. Are you yeah. sticking with him on this one? Um. I am, mm, it was tough. I wanted to, but Crawford, yeah, I'm kind of the same as D. That's kind of what I came in. He has 24 wins right now. The team's just kind of rolling. I mean, Lundqvist as well as winning, but uh, I think he has 19 right now. But Crawford has six shutouts. That's, that's a lot of shutouts. I think he's just he's having so one of those years. So I think it's just going to be a Corey Crawford type season. So I think this is the year you kind of want him. Um, maybe next year Lundqvist is the guy who puts up the exact same numbers, but in the opposite. It's so position. hard so with I just goalies, see man. Like, yeah, these guys, like D said, these are three studs. Yeah, um, 
and it's it's really hard. But Corey Crawford, I can't dance around those six shutouts, that nine twenty seven save percentage, and those twenty four wins. Ooh. <laughs> the one thing about Lundqvist is he's always kind of just like covered up the uh, the Rangers like problems, and he yeah. hasn't been able to do that this year. He's really <laughs> had a tough go. Uh, I like like I don't know. He's still playing really well. He's just oh yeah, but I mean, he just had a really tough month of December. Um, I expect him better things in the second half. But I agree with you too as well. I'm going mm-hmm. with Crawford. Uh, slight edge to Crawford. Just it's funny because uh, Chicago like Blackhawks Twitter like their fans like hate Crawford. It makes no sense. Like Quenville got yeah. that extension the other day, and people were like, "Oh, what? How is like why are they extending Quenville?" It's like, do you guys even get it? Like everybody like. They start Crawford, and they're like, why is Crawford starting? It's like, do you guys realize how good this guy is? Like, it makes no sense. They must just have a – it's a huge love fest for Scott Darling yeah. down there or something. But Crawford is our, super underrated. Our roommate defines that. Big Chicago fan hates Crawford. Makes no sense <laughs> like, to me. Like, a T loves Darling. I swear. I swear. It's, so you just defined how I – A couple yeah, bad so playoff games. We understand. To, uh, yeah, we'll, no kidding. We'll get to a reputation yeah. fast. But uh, unanimously, we went with Crawford on that one, which is funny because yeah, one, one quiz has just been like – number two number one fantasy netminder forever but i mean he is getting up there in age and that rangers team has got some serious issues um but our last question here is a couple of guys who have just basically earned their starting spot uh john gibson obviously has played really well for anaheim took over from frederick anderson peter mrazic appears to have completely taken over for jimmy howard who's been struggling mightily lately and martin jones who's basically been the shark starter all year um but he hasn't had the greatest of Tough seasons battle with alex stella <laughs> yeah but uh would you guys go with gibson mrazic or jones beebs will start with you uh brock this one will make you pumped i'm gonna go with mrazic on this one um he's looked great and i think he's Woo! the one who's most likely to uh well i see martin jones most likely to keep his job but yeah. i don't think martin jones is in the same category as mrazic and gibson because um, I think they really are talented goalies who can absolutely kill it, but at the same time, they're sitting there with guys behind them who really want to play and who have the ability to take that starter job. But I, between those two, I think Mrazic is more likely to keep that starting job than Gibson. And strictly on that, I mean, the guy has a 930 save percentage. That's ridiculous. It's been really good this year. Just ridiculous. And uh, and I've always kind of been a fan of him ever since he was jumping around at the World <laughs> Juniors, as I mentioned. Every, time every single time we guy, talk about Mrazic. I just like, love it. Up. It was the greatest thing ever. So, yeah, it needs to be brought up. That's every awesome. single time but Mrazic's my guy John Gibson love him too Martin Jones different category D I know you probably will stay away from the Red Wings here are you going with Gibson uh yeah I am he definitely took the number one job and ran with it to say the least he's got spectacular numbers since he's been up I do want to say uh I think a lot of people can potentially be overvaluing uh definitely Mrazic and Gibson right now I think they're both obviously good solid young goalies but they've uh definitely performed like above like at, at elite levels and really small sample sizes and uh, potential can get to a lot of people's heads so i think like gibson and mirazic would be great trade pieces right now if you have a little strength in the back end to move uh but anyway getting back to it uh i i think jones definitely makes for a good second half dark horse too like we've seen what he can do he's just been a little inconsistent this year to say the least right but like he definitely i i just love the situation in san jose it's been an underperforming team and like indisputable number one for sure uh Mirazic's been great definitely usurped Howard for the time being but I think Gibson's job's a little more safe and he's just been a little bit better so far so I'll go Gibson there's it's funny because like I think Mirazic and Gibson are almost in identical situations they yeah, both play on really. teams that like play lockdown quality defense that don't score a ton so like the win potential is not there like it is for a lot of other uh a lot of other goalies in the league who might not be as good at goalies um I wanted to go Gibson, but I just don't. They just don't score enough. I don't think he's gonna win as many games as Mrazic. I although I do agree that his job is safer. Um, I agree with you guys that Jones's job is clearly the safest. Salok is really bad this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been really bad every year. They're like, oh yeah, Salok's battling for the yeah. job. Ne- he's never battling. No, for the he's job. not. But if, <laughs> but if you look himself out there, man. If you look at Mrazic, he is third in the NHL right now in adjusted save percentage. Oh God, um, it got so dark out. Sorry. <laughs> he's third in the NHL in adjusted save percentage. Uh, D, you would be happy to know that James Reimer leads the NHL in adjusted save percentage. I um, actually did know that. Yeah, so thanks for bringing it up. You're, oh. you're welcome. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know what adjusted save percentage is, it basically just adjusts the save percentage for the quality of shots that a goaltender faces because, um, you know, some teams play better defense than others. Um, so I just think Mrazic, uh, 
and watching him every night. He's really good. Gibson can't go wrong with him either. Um, but I kind of agree. I tend to agree with you on the maybe trading uh, these guys as well, um, especially right now because they yeah, could yeah. they could people lose need goalies right now. And yeah, their value like literally cannot be higher. No, like, and yeah, Gibson's name is like one of the, is like the hottest on the goaltending market right now. Ooh, so love it, dude. Um, I'd be going if I had Gibson. I'd be looking to move him a little bit, unless it's a keeper league, in which case I would not. But keep Gibson forever. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Would you rather segment? Uh, we're obviously going to send it off to the Blue Stones now, as usual. And then when we get back, we will touch on the injury report, which is quite a lengthy list today. And, <laughs> and yeah, we'll all, we're gonna, seeing that. We're going to touch on a couple of really hot topics around the NHL. Um, Mainly named Jonathan Drouin and Kevin Shattenkirk. We're going to let you guys know what we think is going to happen with them. And, uh, of course, after all of that is said and done, we're going to get to your Twitter questions. So enjoy these uh, beautiful Blue Stones track, and we'll get back in a minute. Blue Stones. Episode 13 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm your 13. co-host, Dylan Berthium. Let me apologize ahead of time right now. It's a very long injury report today. You're going to have to listen to Brock talk for a little bit longer than you all would like. <laughs> they have to do that every single week. <laughs> Without further ado. Yeah, we got an extended version of this Here's week. Brock with the injury report. Take it away, Brock. All right. Artem Anisimov, who was a late scratch last night due to an illness, will not travel to Montreal. They have a back-to-back uh, tomorrow and Friday, so he will likely miss the next two games. Um, with him out, Tuvo Teravainen uh, centered the second line between Kane and Panarin, and Richard Panic made his Blackhawks debut last night. Uh, Eric Johnson, who's dealing with a lower body injury, has been placed on IR. That was mostly just to create uh, roster flexibility because they made a couple call-ups today, including Biebs' boy Nikita Zadorov. Um, Welcome to the show! He's expected to be uh, activated and play in the near future. Not a long-term oh. injury. Um, yeah. Colin Wilson, lower body injuries, missed the last two games. He was placed on IR. Um, not having a great season, but he did play. Um, Why don't they with say? Jo- like, what's the point of lower body injury? I don't know. It's Who stupid. Who cares? But, it's like... But yeah, Wilson was playing with Johansson and Neal in Johansson's first game, um, so he could find himself back on the line when he gets healthy, but uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, Mark Shifley also placed on IR, not sure what he's dealing with. Uh, it's an undisclosed injury, which is even worse than lower body or upper no, body. No, it's not worse, because lower body's totally undisclosed too, but they're just yeah, like... it's true. Being ambiguous just teasing you, it. they're like, hey, it's around yeah. here. But anyways, he least... was expected... Sorry, go Sorry. ahead. No, no, I'm just going off. Pointless things. He was expected to miss five to seven days, so placing him him on IR was obviously uh, just a formality uh, because he was going to miss that time anyway. Shane Gostis Bear, the Ghost Bear, he's also dealing with a lower body injury. Out, uh, he missed misses tonight's game, which is Wednesday, uh, but he should be ready for the Flyers back to back on the weekend. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, who's also dealing with an undisclosed injury, missed the last two games, remains day to day. um, The second game being uh, tonight, uh, Wednesday. Uh, he's, he was in the league's concussion protocol after being rocked there by Matt Hendricks. Hendricks ended up getting suspended for three games, rightfully so. Certainly yeah, so. Uh, Travis Hamanick, sorry, uh, lower body injury for him, out two to three weeks. And then some more important players here, Carey Price and Connor McDavid, both skating right now, but are both not expected to be back in their respective lineups until after the All-Star break, so look for them to be back in game action in early February. And finally, wrap it up with a boatload of... Blues injuries. Gunnarsson, Payarvi, Bo Meester, and Jake Allen are all week to week. Um, so they're going to obviously miss a, Yeah, they're obviously going to be hanging out with each other, missing 
missing a couple weeks there with Jake Allen out. <laughs> obviously hanging out. With, with Jake Allen out, Brian Elliott obviously becomes the Blues starter. Taking he gets the nod again box. on Thursday after winning last night. And Paul Stastny is the only one that was actually day-to-day. He was on practice on Wednesday, is expected to be in the lineup on Thursday, although not confirmed. But that does it for the injury report and my three-minute rant about people not being able to play hockey. Yeah, that was depressing. But uh, anyways, we're, now before we even get into it, I just want to say that we're not trying to start rumors or anything right now, <laughs> but everybody loves a good trade talk. We've seen a lot of trades go on in the last couple weeks. Um, it was funny because right before all those trades happened, I can't remember who tweeted. Somebody from TSN, though, they said they were talking to a bunch of execs, and they said there's literally nothing happening on the trade front right now. Like, it is dead quiet. It's like the weirdest year ever. Then a week later, there was like four trades. So I don't know what that exec was talking about. But there's two big names, obviously. <laughs> on rant. Just trolled the honest exec on blast. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, there's obviously two huge names on um, the trademark right now. One being Jonathan Drouin, who just flat out said, like, I want to trade. So he's probably getting dealt. Steve Eiserman is really feeling the heat right now between... Love that person. Yeah, really feeling the heat with, with you know, the Drouin trade demand. And then Stamkos is obviously contract <laughs> situation. Um, and then the other is Kevin Shattenkirk, who, unlike Drouin, did not ask for a trade. But his name just seems to keep coming up uh, in terms of trade talks. Um, I, I heard that he was rumored to be in discussions with um, Nashville to be maybe a part of a Johansson trade, but that never obviously materialized. So I just want to, you know, basically let's just talk trade. It's a little bit, uh, you know, a fun second half here. I want to know if you guys think Jonathan Drouin will be traded, and if so, who do you think is the most likely destination for Drouin, and what do you think that uh, the Lightning can acquire uh, in return? So, Biebs, we'll start with you. Who, If you... Just had to throw out a random rumor. Who would you think he's going to? So if anyone wants to take this and run with it, uh, be hilarious. We're going to see it all um, over Twitter tomorrow. Like, <laughs> oh, Beebs and Brock and D, no. they said he's going to Minnesota. They weren't lying. <laughs> um, hey, I got the Nashville yeah, imagine thing Imagine we right. actually just, like, broke I it. got the Nashville thing right, like, a month, not a month ago, but, like, two weeks ago. I was like, somebody's like, oh, where do you think Johansson's going? I'm like, oh, he's going to Nashville for sure. And then, boom. So maybe there's a little bit of... Uh, a little bit to what we're about to talk about. Yeah, you know what? That just yeah. proves, Brock, if you say enough things, eventually you're going to be right. Exactly. If you don't, if you <laughs> yeah. never shut your damn mouth, Same you're going to be right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Jonathan Druin, I do believe he will be traded, and one strictly because he just came out and said, I want to yeah. be traded. <laughs> when that that happens. happens. You're probably going to get moved. Um, I think he's going to get moved for a lot less than his actual value is. Um I think Jonathan, this is this is crazy. This is a 20-year-old kid. Most times, 20-year-olds are like, oh, yeah, let him go sit in the minors for two, three years, and we'll, we'll bring him up. This guy hasn't even started. They haven't even given him a shot. So anyone who's saying they're giving up on him, it's, it's hard to do. It's kind of, I feel a lot like the Joe Hansen He's just being case, like, but, um, he's just like, yo, like, I want to yeah, play. Yeah, he's being babied, and he wants to play more. Um, so my, my number one landing spot for him, which I hate, um, is the New York Rangers. I think that they, they'll try to uh, trade away a couple of pieces that they – have they have a couple good assets out there um oscar Lindberg, one of them a uh, couple solid wingers out there just guys who they can move and and if not uh even even a couple of their d-men so i think uh the rangers would be an okay fit for him and he could kind of be like the marty st louis out there that they're missing this year so uh that's my ridiculous trade rumor in, in, that's Bieber. from insider beebs right there yeah. but uh marty st louis yeah no kidding eh? it's funny though like you're right he's like basically just you know, whining about not playing. And, you know, I guess it's rightfully so. He really has not been given a fair shake. Given him yeah, a reason, like, yeah. But, I mean, now he goes to the AHL. He's still only got two goals in, in three games. I mean, if you're that amazing that you should be yeah. playing in the but top six in the NHL, you should go down and be a point-per-game player. Come on, John. Is Zach Cassian getting the call for three one goal right in four games? No, not really. Not at all. <laughs> he scored two He scored two in his first game. Yeah, the smallest not of bad at all. Scoring in 66% of your games, if yeah, you want to spin it, it that way. Yeah, apparently, apparently, like the scouts who were at that game were just. I'm not team, as but, convinced ooh. he's for sure going to be traded. Um, kind of for all the reasons Beebs mentioned, his value is about as low right now as it's ever been. I think Eisman's aware of how big of a talent he is. I don't think he would just move him because he wants to be moved. That's another thing they don't have a lot of leverage in any trade talks because a lot of teams, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna budge too much because they know that Drew Ben wants out. 
Yeah, exactly. They, the leverage is just not even there. Yeah, and the middle of the season doesn't make a lot of sense for this type of trade. I, I, I don't know, like... Like, if you were going to find a place for him, like, what is Tampa even doing this year? Like, are... are because it, it kind of like to me it hinges on the whole Stamkos thing are they going to re-sign Stamkos and try to be relevant now through the next four or five years mm-hmm. then you move him for maybe a more proven place maybe even a Shattenkirk right but like yep. I, I I don't know man like it doesn't seem they're totally committed to bringing in Stamkos they kind of want to stick with the young core they have so I, I, I'm not totally convinced he moves I think maybe if Stamkos leaves you know there's definitely obviously a huge window there for Juwen to produce and play a lot more minutes I think Eisenman definitely is a more logical person than that. I think he realizes how low his value is, yeah. so I'm not totally convinced he's going to be dealt. Yeah, see, like, that's the one thing I was just thinking about when you were going off there is, like, why would you ever want to get traded? A, you play for a pretty damn good team. B, yeah. if Stamkos leaves... Under yeah, Steve I. If, Steve, if uh, Stamkos leaves, you're the guy. And three, you get to live in Florida. Like, <laughs> it's not like you're living in, like you know colorado and freezing your ass off you get to hang out on the beach when you're not playing like come i don't on. know dude florida oh, hi. uh yeah but like florida in the summer dude, weird. Ever, oh it's what about it? it's awesome dude you it's like 115 and it's like ridiculously humid you don't even want to step outside yeah but that's summer that's why it goes yeah. on exactly I, I mean, anyways i don't think it has anything to do with anything to be honest but no it definitely but i'm just saying like if i was a player like and i was about to i'm done with the babes out here i want new babes. like i wouldn't really want to necessarily play for the panthers because they don't have a crowd but like i mean it's a pretty nice arena you know they got a lot of crazy fans out in tampa bay seems like a good place to be but i guess if you're not playing you're not playing um if he gets traded i was reading a report today that apparently minnesota who i see i mean I don't even know. I could see they, it. They want him. So I read that he... There's that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but I read that like they were talking about Dumba going the other way, um, which kind of makes sense to me. Dumba. Um, Dumba's great. I thought he was going to have a big year this year, but that <laughs> really hasn't name, happened. Uh, yeah, Dumba. not a great name at all. But um, I don't know. I, I would love to just see a trade like that, like, you know, two high draft picks. Kind of just like that Seth yeah. Jones for Johansson trade was awesome. Like... That was I love a, I one love a good one. hockey trade like that. It's awesome. But so yeah. I'm gonna say the amount of people who said that was not even cliche. trade. <laughs> yeah, good cliche is good every now and then. But I'm gonna say Minnesota. Who knows if it's actually for Dumba? We're really just talking out of our asses right now. No, there's <laughs> there's not much. No fact. transparency here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so let's just move to Shattenkirk. We'll just rip through uh, some Shattenkirk nonsense but trade breaks in the next like 25 we'll oh my god that's what happened last time again. i had to just take out the whole twitter question part because it was like oh what do you think about johansson it's like oh well he doesn't even play for them anymore so this is my favorite twitter question <laughs> but d uh you seem to be pretty happy about this trade talk so we're gonna go back to you what do you think about shattenkirk uh honestly i have no idea i kind of see why they would want to move him right now He's coming off. He still has another year left, though, and they're like in the top five in the league right now. So it, I know it, it makes no sense. Why no. would you just trade him next year? I don't know, dude. Uh, I, well, the point is, you have way more value. You get way more value moving him right now than in the off season when he only has sure, a season but... left or at the trade deadline. So yeah, I don't know though. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense right to me because like they're kind of in a spot where if they did deal him, they'd want they'd want someone back who could help them right now and that's not really how trades work especially in the middle of the season so. yeah that's what i was gonna say like because if somebody's gonna acquire this guy they're acquiring him because they they're going for it right but yeah. they're still so, like yeah. if you're going for Shattenkirk it not about... for Juan would be crazy though yeah that'd be nuts <laughs> imagine that imagine yeah, that blue line oh man headman it's extremely uh, it's He's extremely demo. yeah i was gonna say we could yeah him and headman let's just look at crazy that. these these numbers about Hedman would all come true. Yeah. That. He's been struggling. Uh, I was going to say it, it, it resembles a lot the Yandel deal of last year to the Rangers. He had one more mm-hmm. year on his contract so they could get kind of max value, max picks for him. So I think if anything, they'd kind of see that and use that as an example and maybe like what happened there. But I'm with you guys. Like, If you're going for it, you don't trade arguably your best D-man. Yeah, so I, is, think, yeah, I think sure. he's... He, I think Petrangelo is shades of this guy. Uh-huh. Um, when they're out there, it almost seems like so. I don't. I don't Petrangelo think really hasn't turned into done yeah, what he, he like. He's to, great yeah. defenseman. He really hasn't turned in the offensive numbers that uh, a lot of people were expecting, especially this season. Yeah. Shattenkirk became Petrangelo. Yeah. What people expected, it seemed like almost. It would be crazy actually that Drew A for Shattenkirk. That'd like be awesome. because it it would be so good for Tampa. 
Like, they just get that piece, and then... The and then, like, Joy is not even in the lineup right now. Like, it helps a lot. But then, like, say... if it is you are for Tampa, like, you, like so what? You, you re-sign Stamkos. You have, like, arguably, like, no, no money, money to re-sign Shattenkirk next year. You let Stamkos go, and now you, you're re-signing Shattenkirk without Stamkos. And you just have no forwards. Weird. It's weird. <laughs> Great well, they have line. forwards, but, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, how much of that offense is really driven by Stamkos, right? And how much is it these young guys doing it themselves? It's kind of tough to say. I could... I just don't see it. Like I could see him kind of taking like a Dougie Hamilton kind of role, where like like he like the team that had him kind of had him in the back burner, but then like one team's just going to take a chance on him and make them their soon to be like number one guy. He's only twenty six. I'm going with Edmonton. He I'm going totally. with Edmonton just because that'd be awesome. They'd too. have a pretty sweet yeah. blue line. Yak for sure. Yeah, like Yakpov or Eb- Eberly, something like that. Like I mean, Nugent Hopkins, those guys. Hall. <laughs> I think it'd have well, to be Eberly, right? Like yeah, it would have to. Well, but it, oh, I yeah. was, if it is Eberly, like he makes like six mil, like that. There's something we'd have to give there because he wouldn't fit under the cap, I don't think, for St. Louis. So yeah. it might have to be Yak, who's more like I think he makes like two or, or two maybe and a half he retains some salary. Yeah, that headline Yak for yeah, Shad. Eh? That I don't Shad, think it fits into the whole help St. Louis right now thing though. Right away, like I think Yak Bob's got a ton of potential, but he's still kind of like a, you know. A no, I, I think it would sense. have to be Yak and like maybe a pick, like not like a top pick, but Yak and. A little bit for something like yeah, if it would, I think like Everly for Shattenkirk could be a straight up deal, but I don't know. Yak, yeah. Yak, I think has a lot of untapped potential. I'm excited to see him and uh, McDavid back together when McDavid gets back to full health. Same as that'll be uh, exciting. I would love to see that team make the playoffs. It'd be wild. Like they're never gonna, but it'd be <laughs> well, wild. they're gonna. Well, like yeah, like not they're this never. year. I mean, like they don't. It'd be wild. Curse of the great Brock Bino. Yeah. How uh, I tweeted out today. Somebody. I, I, I can't remember who said it, but then I saw CBS say it too. Um, and like again, let's just say that CBS knows nothing about hockey, so it kind of made sense. But um, it was just like, will Ovechkin break? Uh, will Ovechkin break Gretzky's goal record? I was hey, like, it's not no. totally out of question. Ovechkin it's just insane. needs to not slow down at all. Yeah, like yeah, how do you just? Ever. I'm just gonna score 50 goals till I'm 45. That's like, not what it would take, though. I don't think. No, like, it, it got, wouldn't have to be that far fetched. No, uh, well, let me think. He's 30, 30 he's right like now. 42 he's 30 or something. Right is what he needs. Yeah, yeah. He's is that 30. 500? Gutsky's was what? Seven, eight hundred? Eight something like high eights. Yeah, so we're talking. Okay, so you think maybe yeah, like best right case now. scenario, he gets another <laughs> ten. Um, maybe you hope for the next five, he gets 40. So that's 200. Eight right Gretzky, there. Wayne Gretzky, eight ninety four. But then you just need another... 494 goals. Well, he needs to just... No, 394. Oh, yeah, sorry. He's at 500. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 394. <laughs> Still, that's so many goals. Yeah, it's like 40. Yeah, that's a... Like, it's just 40. not even... It's not even doable. <laughs> like, when you look at Gretzky's years where he's like 92 goals, it's 71 not, goals, 87 goals. It's doable goals. if Ovi, like, is plus 50 for the next couple seasons. If he gives himself and a little leeway on the back end of his career... And who knows, maybe he pulls a Yager and just stays till he gets the record, till he's like 45. Dude, he's for sure going to be the guy My that goes back to Russia. style is just too crazy. I think he's gonna... like going to... Yeah. Like he's been, to me, like, it's crazy with all the hype he's had, but he's like been really underrated for what he's done at this point in his career. Like 500 goals already is insane. It's like, incredible. Like to think, if it, I'm just going to say straight up, if you, like, it's so hard to say, but like... Like they just if you just can kind of try to imagine what his goal totals would be playing in the same type of NHL that Wayne Gretzky played in, uh, it'd be scary. Oh, like yeah. he had like scoring f- and he would have kept up too because he oh, would have yeah. been able to take the scoring hit, fifty plus goals. And, like, I think he's got like fifty plus in like six out of ten seasons or whatever. Yeah, this year he's probably going to make it seven out of eleven. Like he's incredible, and I I don't understand how Not why the guy gets either. so much hate. It's crazy. Like I love him. He's great. I think he's like. His defensive play used to be a, a, an easy attack yeah. point, but he's totally. Turned Ovi's that got like a real coach, solid but... shot at being number two all time, though, which is pretty crazy to oh, say yeah, for in sure. today's NHL. Yeah, definitely just the greatest Russian ever. Like, oh yeah, yeah already incredible, dude. He's one of the best goal scorers ever already. Like, straight yeah, up. yeah, it's like top five and like Sh- ever straight up. <laughs> top five and ever. I slipped. Yeah. I slipped there for a little bit. We're gonna have to get that bleep button back out. Top five top and five ever. And forever <laughs> but yeah so there's that i mean ovechkin yeah i love that dude imagine like being in a keeper league like way back 10 years ago and drafting ovechkin in like 05 and just having him for 10 years just how good he's been that first year would have sucked yeah, just waiting that whole lockout yeah it's like oh my god i drafted him <laughs> now i gotta wait and then 
You do a keeper draft and you're just sitting there looking at your team for like five months. It's, like, it's crazy wow. to think like what him and Crosby do when they broke into the league, like mm-hmm. insane numbers, like 52 goals, 54 assists for Ovechkin when he was a rookie. Like he's breaking 100 points. It's yeah, that was like the yeah, highest. Gino's, Gino's just that was like the too. highest scoring uh, year yeah, for the for... NHL like in the last 20, 30 years. Because, yeah. Uh, there was like a huge tick in power plays, like twice. I think there was like six power plays a game that year. Uh, kind of talking out of my ass right now, but it, it was around that for sure. And Been doing so much talking like two... out of our asses. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's what we do. Big, big on that. All right, let's <laughs> let's try to wrap this bad boy up. Um, before we get to the Twitter questions, I just got to mention a couple things. Um, in the works right now is a mid-season draft kit. It's going to be released in the next week, uh, week and a half. Um, basically, it's going to have all your top. 200 rankings top 250 rankings uh broken down by forwards centers d goalies uh as well as some some nice articles um you guys are going to be making your uh writing debuts for for her dra- for daily faceoff as well so congratulations looking forward to seeing uh those articles Woo. in the mid-season draft uh report so anyways it's going to be free unlike the uh preseason draft kit um, all you got to do is sign up for the daily fa- the new daily face off email list. Uh, and then daily face off is going to email, uh, you know, a newsletter on a weekly basis after the all-star break. So make sure you sign up for that and, uh, you'll get yourself an, a, a nice mid season draft kit. And as well in the, after, you know, the all-star break here, we've got a $20 nation's draft. Um, we did that at the start of the year, but we're also doing one, uh, for the mid season, $20 entry. Um, but there'll be an exclusive discount code inside the mid season draft kit. So make sure you sign up. For that email list, you'll get 10% off the uh, nation's draft, and hopefully you can turn that into some cash flow. So there's that. Biebs, we'll throw it over to you. There's no Biebs hype in the Twitter questions this week. Sorry about that, but uh, we'll let you take it away. For those of you that are wondering, I got some love in last week's Twitter questions, and then we we cut that. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, so I was like, see you later. There's only one true expert. We'll release it in 25 years on our... Uh, yeah. reunion podcast our greatest album hits. yeah it's just gonna be the lost tapes dfo podcast <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome Fantastic. i can't wait <laughs> so much so many f-bombs oh. yeah things that we kept out but um yeah so we'll get to our twitter questions um and hopefully this week we can keep ours in so nhl chill on those trades at least till tomorrow um so our first qu- twitter question though and as we remind you send them to at dfo podcast which is our own twitter or any of us individually, we love when you guys do that, and or uh, or at uh, at Daily Faceoff Twitter as well. So uh, the first question is from at Ottawa Send Seats. So the seats themselves <laughs> apparently are tweeting at us now. Crazy. It's actually a great big. question though. Um, this question kind of has some pieces, so eh, you might have to hit rewind. Just don't even but, read uh, the stats. All right. So who should I trade first in keeper league? In a keeper league, David Backus, Steven Stamkos, Shea Weber, Brent Burns, Getzlav, Perry, or Wayne Simmons. Um, okay, I won't read the whole stats, but it is the goals are weighted heavily heavier than the assists, and it's also a hits league. Um, so for me, I would just trade uh, Brent Burns just because he's the only guy on this list whose value is ridiculously high. The rest of these guys are all like buy low candidates, so that's not the time to get rid of these guys because you won't get fair value. Where Burns' value is like out of this world right now like he's gonna score 30 goals this year so if i wasn't trading anybody i'd be trading uh you know selling high on brent burns and just hoping to get a bunch of pieces back in return yeah uh it's always tough to make calls like this without like the really required context like who else you have on your team uh like what other do you just hate twitter questions all together no there's just just no i'm not ripping it apart it's 140 characters well like i don't know dude it matters like this is so it for sure matters it's just so funny every week you're just like you know what i can't really answer this question i need the context (laughs) you do though like you do i know you do anyway i'm trading back as he's clearly the worst player on this list so (laughs) 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 we made him angry i'm getting rid of back see you bud (laughs) <laughs> all right well i'll just jump to the next question though this one uh <laughs> this one should be a little bit easier for you this one's from at m norman 87 mikey norman uh, m nor um we have a <laughs> we have a guy on our uh on our our for fun league team that has that <laughs> anyways m norman 87 what to do with freddie anderson gibson seems to have wrestled away the starters role and i have him too keep oh. tandem or drop fa I'll go. This one's easy, and I don't hate it. Uh, definitely keep Freddie. 
good handcuff to have right now. Gibson is far from a sure thing at this point, yeah, although he probably has been the awesome. dirtiest handcuff in yeah, the league. Yeah, no, I definitely keep ready. Yep, I agree. Uh, unless like yeah. and there's some gro- like if it's a sh- again, we need the content, right, D? That's what I'm but, saying. But uh, if it's a shallow league and there's some gross free agents that are like bona fide starters, then like I'd obviously drop them. But I mean, if it's you know a standard 12 team league where most times goalies are hard to come by, uh, I'd keep a guy like Freddie Anderson, especially if it's daily. I mean, Freddie starts tonight. He's got a pretty good matchup, so uh, he's useful to yep. have for sure. That team's turning around, yeah. too, so it's going to be a lot it's of cool. Ws if you have them both. It seems. It's just nice to have a tandem just because it doesn't matter who starts, right? You, and especially if they're both good goalies, you can kind of just roll them. It's it's, it's a nice uh, yeah. commodity. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the whole situation and stuff. I hate it, though, because then people don't check till they face off, but whatever. Oh, people still check. <laughs> oh, yeah. They check for new podcasts. But uh, our last question, uh, this is a Twitter handle, um, and it's from at NotThatBrownKid, um, and he asks... Pittsburgh turning it around, question mark. And is Ryan Miller going to retain his starting spot? So it's a little two-part question with two-part quick answers. Brock. Uh, Pittsburgh turning it around, yes. Crosby, uh, uh-huh. he's played a lot better recently. He's he's the uh-huh. straw that stirs the drink there. Another quality metaphor from Mr. Segan. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be a playoff team. Crosby picking it up. Malkin's playing well. Kessel still sucks, but whatever. I think they're definitely going to turn around. Is Ryan Miller going to retain his starting spot? Like, is he going to start 70% of the games going forward? I think no. He has had a great year. Uh, Markstrom's played really well uh, in his absence. I mean, when you look at Miller having a 909 save percentage, it's not really a guy that you have a ton of confidence in. I could see it being more of a platoon. He could retain it and start 60-40, but uh, in terms of what he was doing at the start of the year, I don't think so. Uh, Do you want to touch that? Not really. I mean, there's always the fact that they have a lot more invested in Ryan Miller, so I think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he'll ever become the backup in this situation. No, yeah, exactly. Like, Uh, I just don't think he's going to be... Like, he was starting almost every game earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Jakob Markstrom. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't have a ton of faith in Markstrom either, but, I mean, he has I don't have a ton well. of faith in the Canucks, to be honest with you. No. They seem like they're, yeah, Canucks. they're bad. I don't think Canucks fans have a ton of faith Canucks, in the Canucks yeah. either. So. I guess that's all. Sedins are looking feisty. Yeah. How many teeth have they lost in the last couple of weeks? Ooh. They've been getting beat up, those little guys. Sorry, they just glue each other's back in. And, like, like How they, identical oh, are their teeth? Can you get mine? Because I know, like, you tell dead people from their teeth, right? Are you saying just... that, like, they're potentially having a tooth swap uh, out there? You might, you know. I thought the trades was <laughs> the worst it. part of the show. Now we're talking about teeth. <laughs> I just wonder. Twins are, Twin twins are fascinating. Sw- teeth swap. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. They really, they really are. Different level of care. Oh, dude. I don't want to but... think about it. It's not even fair. <laughs> no, it's not. They literally, it's not. like, share brain cells and stuff. I don't know about that, but... Identical. I mean, they... Dude, they're like, their DNA, their DNA is literally identical. <laughs> science. Hashtag science. Hashtag, that might not be true. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> I that. I think it is, though. I don't yeah. know much about twins. I know a lot about fantasy hockey, and I know a lot about we timing, and this show is over. Show. <laughs> you sure? I thought we were just getting into the yeah, quality content. Where these people stick around. <laughs> stick around for the second hour of the podcast for twin hour. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward like to seeing you guys in our DraftKings contest. Even just the biology, though. like high school That's teacher. Sure. That's all we really need. <laughs> we'll be back with an episode on Sunday discussing the scientific facts behind twins and how That'd much it sick. helps the Sedines. <laughs> twins. But anyways, boys, as usual, <laughs> it's, it's been fun. Waiting to happen. Yes, <laughs> it's been fun. It's, it's been, been thirteen. It's been... I can't believe it's been thirteen already. It's crazy. Second half, and they're still letting us yeah. make them. I have a feeling like something terrible is going to happen in the editing, just because. What? I'm just saying 13. <laughs> I'm, on that note, yeah. we love and you. And I'm just taking a look at my battery power, and it's really leaking towards the red. Oh, so it almost I'm, happened. Yeah, this could be the bad okay, you're talking okay. about. We're so let's cut it, boys. Fun. Send it over to the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys next. Take away Stones. Spotify, yeah. YouTube. I'm
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 